Wait a second. This isn't your grandma's cancer show. Not your grandma's cancer show. Hi, I'm Tatum Duroc, and I have with me today the lovely Emma Willis, who had breast cancer at the age of 29, and that inspired her to co-found Shine Cancer Support and now put on one of the largest conferences for young adults in the UK with cancer. So what happens at a cancer conference, let alone the largest one in the UK? We're going to find that out from Emma. Thank you so much for being here with us. Hi, Tatum. Thanks so much for having me. You're at the office, the Shine office in I Poole. am, yes, on my own, so that um, I'm having really dodgy Wi-Fi issues at home, so the office was the best option. Tell me about what was going on in your life when you were diagnosed. I just turned 29 when I was diagnosed, and I was working at the time, you know, in I was a risk and compliance manager for a high street bank. And that was my, probably the main thing going on in my life. I was really career focused. You know, I was always after the next promotion and, um, you know, thought that that was the most important thing in the world, you know, to kind of have a a good job and a good career. Um, And then I had a car accident that resulted in some sprained ribs um, and found a lump in my breast. I didn't worry about it at all. I was convinced it was to do with the car accident. And so were all of the doctors that I saw, you know, initially. Um, so I'd even gone to get the results from my ultrasound and, and tests on my own. Um, and I was really surprised when they said, actually, you have got cancer. Um, obviously, you know, then I was sat on my own. And I think as a lot of people say, you know, mine just goes really fuzzy. And I don't really remember the rest of what she said, to be honest, for that appointment. Um, but yeah, a bit of a shock. Yeah. And when you left, who was the first person that you told? Because I hadn't been worried about it. I hadn't really told anyone I was going, you know, because it didn't seem like important information. It was just a, oh, I'm going to the hospital for this because there's a lump that it's not going to be anything to worry about. Um, I think my partner at the time, he knew um, what was going on and that I'd been for tests and everything. And he was at home, which was only about two minutes drive away. So uh, my consultant was brilliant, actually, because she said... I'm I'm telling you this now, but have you got anyone with you? And when I said no, she said, well, how quickly could you get someone here? Um, And I said, my other half's at home. It's only around the corner. And so she said, well, go out to the car park, give him a ring, get him to come here, and then you can come back in again and I'll talk to both of you and you've got as long as you like. I've got no more patience after you. Um, And I mean, even though we had an unlimited amount of time, I still don't really remember the rest of the conversation. But, um, you know, at least I had someone with me then that could, um, you know, maybe try and remember a bit of what was said. Yeah. And so what kind of treatment did you go through? They thought that I had one quite small tumour. And so they planned to do a lumpectomy as surgery. So just remove the tumour, not the whole breast. And that's what I went into hospital for. And they told me that because I was younger, 
um, they would, I would, should expect to have kind of as much treatment as possible um, because they were, I mean, I remember at the time they said, you know, normally we're trying to keep women alive for five years, but because you're so young, we're trying to keep you alive for 20. And I was thinking, I won't even be 50 in 20 years time, you know, just that was yeah. what stuck in my head, I guess. But um, so I had the lumpectomy and then they they found out when they were doing the surgery that I actually had two separate tumours that were both a bit bigger than they thought. Um, and it had spread into um, my lymph nodes in my armpit as well. So I'd had a full clearance there. Um, so then I went on to have some more scans and I had some unconfirmed spread in other parts of my body as well. Um, but the consultant that I then spoke to, the oncology consultant um, basically said that the treatment would be the same, whether it was metastases of the cancer or not so I then went ahead and had eight rounds of chemo and I also had a septin um, alongside that and then I had six and a half weeks of radiotherapy as well so all of that took about a year I think it was 11 months um, before I'd finished treatment and there was lots of different drugs I was on hormone therapy then for about another eight years um, and I stopped that about six years ago now so um I'm currently on no treatment at all, um, yeah. which is nice, um, but a little bit scary still sometimes. Yeah, yeah, that that scary feeling, it doesn't go, does it? So one of the things that you, you raised in there was the doctors, even how they talk to you is different when you're younger, right? And yeah. you tend to fall outside of the boundaries of the research. You tend to fall into like, you know, we think with your age, um, you know, but you're not what they normally see. Was that your experience looking around? Did you meet other people your own age? Um, yeah, I mean, that was absolutely my experience. I think there were there were occasions when you know people would actually like the nurses or the doctors would directly say oh my goodness you're so young like what are you doing here and you're like well okay I'm you know obviously I'm here because I have a diagnosis you know like they weren't used to dealing with people my age I don't think yeah when you're sitting in the um waiting room sometimes people think that you're waiting for your mum to come out did you have yeah. that yeah oh, well, <laughs> like I even had people say because I, I actually went to a, quite a few appointments with my mum um and it, you know my mum was in her early 50s at that point and people would say to my mum oh my goodness you're so young to be here and then she had to say to them actually it's not even me it's my daughter you know wow. that this person, it's not um and, you know and, and I guess those I, you know, you get used to, I suppose, surprising people with that information. But, uh, you know, you'd look around the waiting room and, I, you know, a lot of people have told me they share this experience. You know, you you often are the only person sat in a waiting room that's that's in their kind of 20s, 30s or 40s. You know, it is um, still quite unusual. And, and that's quite isolating, isn't it? Yeah. And when you went to a support group, what was that like? Um, I mean, luckily, I guess, as you know, with breast cancer, there are often because of the the amount of people that get breast cancer, there are quite a few breast cancer support groups around. Um, so I went to a few different ones near, near where I live um, and they were lovely. I mean, the people that I met there were, were really nice, uh, really friendly. Again, quite a lot of that kind of shocked reaction of like, what are you doing here? Are you sure you've got cancer? You know, are you in the right room? Um, and, you know, I think... 
while they were lovely and it was great to be able to talk to people about you know specific things to do with treatment or the, the surgery for example you know I did really feel like I couldn't relate fully to them you know people were showing me pictures of their grandchildren while I'm thinking I don't know if I'm fertile anymore and I didn't have children um you know so those kind of things I couldn't really relate to they were older than my parents you know everyone in the room really so it, it was difficult um not that they weren't lovely people of yeah. course yeah know. Yeah, I remember sitting in some support groups and yeah, they were lovely. But, you know, I was really upset about not being able to go hiking by myself anymore. Yeah. And um, because chemo like upset my equilibrium, I fell over, I sprained my ankle, not even on a hill, <laughs> just walking yeah. down the street. Um, I was very wobbly. Um, and um, they were sort of all looking at me like, you know, we carry our life alerts, you know, like it was just, (laughs) they were sort of bemused by this person that wants to go hiking by themselves. Um, Yeah. And and you just, you you sometimes can just feel quite alien. I mean, that thing of like, am I going to be able to have children? And the person beside you is like, here's my grandchild. And you're like, not only am I not going to be able to have kids or maybe not, but I'm never going to be a grandparent. Yeah, which is all of those things, isn't it? It's just, you know, and I don't think anybody was, you know, doing that out of meanness or I I just think it doesn't cross people's minds. And like you said, talking about hiking, I mean, I was talking about going back to work and, you know, how long were people off before they went back to work? And, you know, most people were retired. And if they weren't retired, they were a kind of a point in their lives where they were financially stable enough to say, oh, well, my mortgage is paid off. Maybe I could go back to work part time. And, you know, my mortgage was what three or four years in, you know, it, it that I had to think about what I wanted to do. And my career at the time, like I said earlier, was like really important to me. And I was really keen to get back to my job and to get back to my work. And, it, you know, I'm doing air quotes, but back to normal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and uh, I think nobody there could really kind of give me any advice or help about how they'd gone back to work because most of them hadn't yeah. tried. So when did you have your first conversation with someone near your own age? Oh, gosh, it was, do you know, it was two years after I was diagnosed. So I'd spent kind of the first year really out of things in treatment. You know, I had um, quite a tough time with chemo, um, spent quite a lot of time at home, you know, not really interacting with with anyone else. Then I tried a few breast cancer support groups. I'd spoken to support nurses and things, and I just never found anyone my own age. And, and you know, being that it was a little while ago, you know, Facebook wasn't a thing, Insta wasn't a thing, um, you know, Snapchat definitely wasn't a thing. <laughs> um, and so um, I actually joined a really random, dodgy internet forum um, that if you could see a picture of it, a screenshot of it, it would look like something from the 80s. Um, but it was, but I met somebody on there who lived in Dorset, where I live, um, who was 35, who had just been diagnosed with breast cancer. And so we exchanged a few messages and then we arranged to meet for a coffee. And um, her name's Justine, um, Just. And so we went for a coffee, we did the whole, you know, have a newspaper under your arm and we'll meet at this place. Um, And we were there for like four hours. It was amazing. And just that feeling of having someone that really understands where you're coming from, that could relate to, you know, things going on in your life was, it was the thing that I didn't realize I was missing. 
Two years is a long time to wait for that. And how incredible that like you had to wait that long and now you're creating spaces for people to come together and get that get that feeling that you had with Justine that day. Yeah. Online from wherever they are. It's it's absolutely incredible. Let's hear from John. So what helped me most was the chance to connect with other young adults who've been affected by cancer, with so many people who just understand what it's like and what you go through um, even after um, treatment and diagnosis, and also um, to get so much helpful support from experts uh, with the different issues that I'm living with after it, and all the fun and creative sessions too that you can attend. So John there is talking about some of the best things about Shine Connect. So tell me, how long has this conference been going on for? Uh, Well, so we first did this conference in person back in 2016. And at the time it was, uh, you know, Shine had had been growing. So Carmen and I had been working together to make sure that we had peer support networks across the country so we we'd met people in real life at kind of you know social meetups and things and we wanted a way to bring people together for one day um, where they could meet each other you know learn some learn some kind of support get some support from each other but also have some experts available that would be able to talk about you know, topics that are of concern to younger adults with cancer. And so um, we ran the first conference in 2016 at the Mondrian in London. Um, and we had, I think, if memory serves me correct, about 70 or 80 people came. Um, and we had some brilliant speakers. We had some, you know, some great chats and some great like breakout sessions. Um, and so, you know, we we decided at that point to do it every year, but then obviously 2020 happened. Um, so we'd planned to have our conference at the King's Fund in London in April 2020. And, you know, kind of by the middle of March, we knew that was mm-hmm. really unlikely to happen. Um, so bringing it online is something it took us a little while to work out. So we had it in November of 2020. And that was the first time we would brought the conference fully online. Um, but actually what it's meant, you know, I mean, although it's lovely, to get together physically in a space for a day it's also really difficult for people to get to london to like have a whole day out of their uh, out of their lives to travel from wherever they are in the country um and it's really tiring as well to attend a, a full day conference you know depending where you are in treatment or after treatment how you're feeling um and so we learned quite a lot that first year that actually you know even if we can go back to being in person there will still be an element of online and for this year we're fully online again um and that means that we've you know rather than trying to pack eight hours of zooms into a saturday you know which i don't think anybody yeah talk about zoom eyes Yeah. Um, because it's online, we can spread it out across the week. So the majority of sessions are on the Saturday and Sunday, um, but then all the way from Monday through to Thursday, there are daytime and evening sessions as well. Um, and it's a bit more pick and mix. So if you're in London for a day in person, you're you're kind of there for the whole seven, eight hours. Um, whereas, you know, with the conference online, you can choose, oh, okay, I've got, I'm really interested in that session. 
and it might just be an hour long. Um, so you can just log in, you're in your own house, you, know, you don't have to travel anywhere, um, but you're still getting, you know, the great kind of expert information and meeting other people that are in similar situations. So, uh, um, so yeah, we're really excited to do it again this year. And that's, you know, it's something that you said about, um, I mean, I'm still thinking about the two years that you waited to have <laughs> that moment of relief. I'm so lucky that I, I didn't have to wait so long after the <laughs> my first, you know, forays into support groups. I ended up finding a, a young, um, a younger group. But I actually thought I was at 35. I actually thought that maybe I was too old. I remember like putting on my like coolest <laughs> clothes, thinking like, oh, am I going to walk in? There's going to be a bunch of like 22 year olds and they're going to be like, what are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> and it was so nice to be back and like, oh no, I'm I'm young, you know, in yeah. that in that space. If you have any kind of cancer, you can come to Shine Connect. Tell me a little bit about how that works, because I think there is, you know, this thing of if you have breast cancer, maybe go to a breast cancer group. Like, what are mm-hmm. the benefits of meeting other people that have different kinds of cancer? From the beginning, it was like the reasoning behind it when we started Shine was that, you know, as breast cancer is the one of the most prevalent cancers in our age group. Um, but if it took us two years to meet somebody else in our age group, you know, it, imagine if you're if you're dealing with a rare cancer or any other kind of cancer really that doesn't have as much kind of infrastructure behind it as breast cancer does. Um, And so that was our initial thinking, just that we didn't want people to miss out. Um, But actually what we found is that, you know, aside from when you're right at the beginning of, of kind of diagnosis or a treatment journey, you know, you, it is really useful to talk to people that are, have had the same type of surgery or have had the same type of chemotherapy or, you know, anything else. Um, but as you go further into your experience, actually, it's it's almost it's not as important what the type of cancer is it's more about the impact cancer has on your life and you know you might relate better to someone who's got a completely different type of cancer than you but has got a very similar family life or background or you know career Um, and it just gives you that chance you know you're not necessarily trading medical information you're kind of trading the impact that cancer has on your life and that's the biggest benefit I think. So one of the sessions at Shine Connect is about sex. So yes, this is something is. that affects nearly everyone uh, going through cancer in some way, shape or form. So speaking to that kind of like the impact that it's having, what is going to happen in the sex session? Well, we talk about sex quite a lot at Shine. I think it's it's one of our like most hit website pages as well. But um, yeah, it's a big topic. Um, this year, we're really excited because we've got um, Cheryl and Sarah coming, who um, founded the Cancer, Sex and Intimacy Project. And they've done some really interesting work on, you know, researching uh, what happens to intimacy um, throughout the cancer journey. And they've produced some brilliant resources that are available as well. So they're coming along to talk a little bit about that. Um, but there's also obviously a chance for kind of questions and answers. And we've got ways that people can do that anonymously Ooh. as well. 
Um, because, you know, I mean, it, although it's something we like to talk about, you know, we don't necessarily like to talk about it publicly, do we? So, um, you know, there's an option if, you, if you're not comfortable I love doing. that. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Um, if you have a burning question and you're online and you're like, oh, no, is everyone going to think that, you know, it's lovely yeah. to have that as a, a way. And probably most other people want the answer to that question as well. Exactly. Those yeah, are the good the questions. The anonymous questions that come through, there are always duplicates. You know, there's always like more than one person asking the same question. So, um, you know, it's a really good chance to kind of talk about it. But I think it's going to be a really fun session as well. So um, Cheryl and Sarah have got got some games, um, got some kind of fun facts quizzes and things for us to do so um yeah i'm really looking forward to that session um i think it'll be great and is there some kind of giveaway happening i think so i think there might be something that vibrates mm. um, who Excellent. knows <laughs> <Okay>. i'm there <laughs> giving away secrets before the event <laughs> let's hear from abby what i like most about connect is the ability to drop in and out of sessions also i know if i'm having a bad day i can enjoy the session from the comfort of my own home this year, I'm particularly looking forward to the emotional freedom technique or tapping. It looks really interesting and I can't wait to learn about it. Yeah. So if after that sex session, you're like, I need a big cup of tea now. I need to sit down for the rest of the day. Um, that's the You're at home and, you know, you can take the time and then, you know, dip in for the next session. Um, the emotional freedom thing I always find quite fascinating. Um, do you know, have you done that? I, I haven't actually, like I missed, we, we have had a similar session at a previous, I think it was two years ago um, at Connect and I missed that one because I was running one of the other sessions that was at the same time. Um, but I have um, seen tapping done at some of our in-person events and it, it is really interesting. I think it's um you know these things sometimes you read about things or you might hear about a technique or something and you know you don't maybe you're not interested enough to actually go and try and book yourself a session right that's why these things are you know they can be like little tasters you know you come to the session at connect learn a bit more about tapping and then if you like it you can maybe find something local to you that means you can carry on doing it um so you know to me it's like an it's kind of a an easy way to to learn a bit more about something that maybe you've been meaning to find out about yeah yeah i mean th that's lovely right because if it is something that's intrigued you sometimes it can take especially when you're tired it can take a lot yes. like find out where it is and you know is that place good? And, you know, what are the other people going to be like? But to know that you're doing it with a bunch of other people that are also trying it out yeah. and asking questions. And yeah, it's, it's perfect. Um, and let's hear from Claire. So I'm really looking forward to Shine Connect this year. Um, the sessions I'm particularly excited about are the session on trauma um, that we've got in the week. Um, which will be all about the impact cancer can have on your mental health, um, going through traumatic experiences. It just sounds really interesting and I think it will be really relevant for lots of people. Um, and also the spotlight sessions where we get to hear Shine members' stories in a more in-depth way. So um, they sound really cool. Um, uh, last year, I loved the fact that it was just a community getting together, lots of chat in between sessions. Um, the social bits were great um, and just a really nice way to meet more people. Oh, I love that. And yeah, this is the thing, like when it comes to mental health and, you know, we hear words like trauma and it can be 
traumatic even to like try and figure out our own trauma and what yeah. to do with it. Like once we, you know, are maybe experiencing a PTSD, what do we do with that? And what does it mean? And will it go away? And is it always there? And it can be so overwhelming. So, um, yeah, to have a place to actually learn more about it. Can you tell me a little bit about um, the trauma session? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, the the purpose of it really is just, like you said, you know, there it's, you know, sometimes we're not sure it is what we're experiencing trauma. You know, am I, do I have symptoms of PTSD? Am I, is there something I can do about what I'm feeling? And I think these sessions are, you know, as a kind of taster, it's only one hour um, and it's on an, on an evening, that one. So um, you can come along and, um, you know, uh, Christine is going to talk a bit about, you know, understanding what trauma is and, you know, maybe identifying it and then, you know, what you might be able to do with that. So right. um, it, it should be really interesting and, and a really good way to to kind of think about your experiences and, um, yeah, just get a kind of taster, really, I guess, in an hour and, and learn something. Yeah. And trauma and feeling PTSD is by its very nature so lonely, right? Yeah, like being absolutely. up in the middle of the night with that fear or having a panic attack in the middle of the street or, you know, outside of a doctor's office. It Those moments that, you know, you feel everything kind of coming down and you're like, I, do, I don't know how to pick things back up are so powerful and so lonely that to be yeah around other people and know that you can kind of decompress afterwards yeah. as well with them and yeah. you know and that there can be some fun sessions too do you also have like a, a shine like get a drink and chat session at the end we of the day do. yeah there's a few kind of fun like just social sessions so there's one on the first day on the saturday um which is just like drinks and a chat with the shine team um so we'll be there um it's just a casual kind of conversation unfortunately we're not posting drinks out to everyone so you do need to bring your own <laughs> but um it's just a chance to kind of have a have a social natter um on the sunday night we've got a um live kind of gaming session Ooh. um so um that's more of a kind of a chat and like you know play a couple of games and and you know just you can bring a drink to that one too if you want um, I mean technically you could bring a drink to well, all of them you could <laughs> yeah it's even the 10 a.m ones it's, it's fine with us um, <laughs> um I'm gonna be doing one about self-massage so I've seen that yeah, yeah I'm so looking forward to delivering that this is like where I get my self-massage geek on um oh. so it's going to be a bit about how to send messages to your body that right now in this moment you're okay because so much of our you know when we've been through traumatic situations when we've been in pain perhaps we've been in chronic pain you know our body is trying its best to protect us, to yeah. give us as much adrenaline as possible, but actually that can lead to more sleeplessness, more panic, more reactivity. So having a place and having ways to calm the body and also feel really good um, <laughs> is so important um, and can be like just a lovely thing for the toolkit. So I'm really Definitely. excited about doing that session. 
and uh, yeah, feeling nice and chilled out and, you know, massaged at the end of it, which is good because not all of us like necessarily want to go to a massage therapist. Like if we're feeling a bit Mm. sensitive, we're like, "Mm," you know, how much pressure when we're doing it ourselves, we can do it perfectly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, that's it just sounds amazing. And And we always... Um, get amazing feedback from your sessions, take them, everyone loves them. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think it would be um, a, a really good one. I'm running a, a different session at the same time, so I won't be there. What are um, you running? So I'm running um, the Shine Connected meetup, which is, it's something we do quite regularly outside of Shine Connect. Um, and it's a social meetup really for people from black, Asian and minoritized ethnic groups. Um, and it's a it's kind of a safe space really to get together, you know, if you're from, um, from one of those backgrounds, you can kind of come along and chat to other people. Um, you know, often we're, we're talking about you know completely different things to to issues caused by our backgrounds but um you know if that's um something that's helped it's just a nice a nice space safe space to kind of come and come and meet others really and have a chat so so i'll be doing that at the same time as a self-massage but i will access the recording afterwards okay cool yes so recordings are available if more sessions are going on and you can't attend all of them how many sessions are running this year Oh God, that, that I think it's 32 at the latest count. Yep. Um, we often have like the odd one slip in a bit late. So, um, you know, it might even <laughs> go up from that, but 32 is is quite a lot of sessions. Um, you know, if we were doing that in person, that would probably be, you know, three full full on days in a conference yep. center, wouldn't it? So, so just um, remember it is a buffet. It is a smorgasbord yes. for you to dip in. You don't need to go to all 32. Um, and um, is it free? It is absolutely free, yes. It's um and I think you know, when we even when we do things in person, we try to make sure that the, there's free and low cost options to everything. But um, you know, we've had we've been lucky with the support we've had from people this year, so we're able to provide it um for free um for all attendees. So uh, there's no costs at all. Amazing. And we've got a fabulous keynote speaker this year talking about the gut microbiome, which yes. is like, you know, everyone's talking about at the moment. So you'll be able to get questions answered there. There's so many different things. So check out um, Shine's webpage, um, which is shinecancersupport.org. And have a look. It's all under Shine Connect. Um, it's free to come along so um so yeah so join us um we would absolutely love 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 to see you there is there anything else that you would like to add emma oh just that i you know i think one of the best things about connect is being able to like apart from having like access to brilliant information is the is the chance to meet other people and to really understand that you're not the only one experiencing the things you're experiencing um, and you're not alone and everything you're feeling is is okay um, and I think even if you just come to one session and get that feeling um, then that's you know worth it for us um, creating it and putting it on so we'd love to meet you there so please you know give us a try you can leave your camera off if you're if you're shy and you don't want to um, you know see anyone you can just have a listen and, and hopefully that helps too so yeah so once again that is shine cancer support 
shineconnect.org where you can get registered for Shine Connect and you can come and meet everyone. And um, we want to say thank you to the lovely radio facilities. Thank you to Emma for being here today. It was so lovely to interview. Hopefully you'll come back. <laughs> Thanks, Jason. It's been lovely to be here. Till next time. Bye. Bye.